Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's funny how, how when you prepare for a sermon, you have certain things in mind, and then all of a sudden the word strikes you in a different way as you read it from the lectern. And so in some ways, you get the freedom to switch things up if you'd like to. It's kind of funny because... As I was reading 1 Corinthians 13, when Paul talks about, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. And in a lot of ways, kids, I'm learning, having one of my own and soon to be another, uh, there's a difference between hearing and listening, right? Right? That when you say, do you hear me? Yeah. Are you listening to me? Uh, you know, it's always kind of that sort of response. What did I say? Uh, Charlotte's not quite there yet, but she gives you the look that says the same thing, right? There's a difference between hearing and listening. That in our gospel text, there is a big difference between these two things that it's very telling to see how Scripture talks about the two senses of sight and of hearing. That on one side, we love to see, right? That in some ways, we like to read into the Bible or think that it's part of the Bible that seeing is believing. Right? I'll believe it when I see it, right? But the thing is that God actually prefers that we hear and not see, right? The disciples in our gospel text, they saw Jesus. They were with him. They followed him wherever he went. But when he would say things like, behold, We are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished, for he will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But regardless of what they saw, regardless of all the things that they did see of him do, they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. That the disciples saw but did not really hear. They didn't really listen, right? Now, contrast that with the blind man who we know is named Bartimaeus from Mark's gospel. That when the blind man who can't see, who is literally blind, When he hears who's coming, when he hears the promises of Christ, no doubt he had heard of what Jesus had done. No doubt he had heard of how he had healed the blind and driven out demons and healed all manner of diseases. And he hears a big commotion, says, what's going on? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And so immediately... 
knowing who Jesus is, hearing what he has done, having never seen him before, cries out, makes a bold confession, Jesus, son of David, Messiah, have mercy on me. And those who see, but don't really hear, rebuke him. Be quiet, be quiet. But he cries out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. This cry of faith, this true sight, as it were, the eyes of faith come through hearing. That the disciples were really blind in a way that they didn't even realize. That this man who was blind physically was not blind spiritually. This contrast is something that we should take into mind because... Faith comes by hearing, and not just hearing that we're good, not just hearing certain platitudes or certain proverbs, but hearing the word of Christ, what he has done for you, that he has gone to Jerusalem, that he has suffered all things, that the prophet, that all that is written by the prophets concerning him, the Son of Man, the Messiah, has been accomplished, that when you hear this, you pray that God would help you to believe it, right? That the Holy Spirit would work through that word, changing your heart to grasp onto these things, to grasp onto the truth. Because in this world, we see a lot of things, right? We see a lot of things going on in Ukraine. We see a lot of things going on in Canada. I know I mentioned this last week, but it's prevalent. It's pertinent to our day-to-day lives on some level. You hear it. You see it on the news. But what really matters is what you hear when it comes to God's Word. Because all these things that we see All these things will pass away, as Paul says from our epistle. That as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. All these things, these troubles, these anxieties, These concerns, these fears, they will pass away. And actually, even, and may I be so bold to say, even the things that we think are so great, the things that we would hold on to as good, those things will pass away too. Because the perfect will come. Nothing in this world is perfect. But on the last day, when Christ comes in judgment, All that will be wiped away, and nothing will be left except for his glory and the joy that comes with that. So, we as Christians who do physically see and who are tempted to spiritual blindness more often than we might like to admit, we must hold on to the promise that we hear. We must hold on to the promise that on the last day, Jesus will say to you, 
receive your sight. See what's true. See what I have done for you in its fullness, completed. For your faith has saved you. And that's what he says to the blind man. The translation that we have is, is you know, it's, it's a bit of an interpretation, but literally the word that instead of makes you well, it, it should be has saved you. Your faith, not a power that is within you by yourself. The thing that God gives to you, the gift that he gives to trust in him. Faith is a gift. All that we have is a gift from God, especially when it comes to the spiritual matters that are in this life. That we cannot save ourselves. We cannot, by our own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has shown us, has given us faith, given us the ability to trust in him. And this gift, this faith, this trust that holds on to the promises of Christ saves us, right? That from this, on that last day, Jesus will say to those who trust in him, receive your sight, your faith has saved you. But for now, hearing is still better than sight by far. We hear the word of God, and by his grace, our eyes are opened to the truth of his suffering, his death, and ultimately his resurrection. This word that we hear, whenever we gather here, whenever saints are gathered to hear God's word, strengthens us for the coming crosses that we must bear, and even the crosses that we endure right now. This word strengthens us. It has the power to change our hearts. Because the word made flesh, Jesus Christ, has done all for you. All that is required, he has done graciously and because of love for you. That as we go into the season of Lent, this coming Wednesday, Things will look different. The pyramids are going to change. My stole will go from green, which is a little cheery, right? To purple. And I'll have the crown of thorns, and we'll have the cross, and we'll have all these things that point us to certain realities that Christ has gone through. And yet all the while, we look forward to celebrating what Christ has done on the cross. Ultimately, because on the third day, he will rise. He will rise from his grave and proclaim that he has conquered sin, death, and the power of the devil. That we hold on to this. That when we hear this, we will actually hear him. We will actually listen, pay attention, and treasure these things in our heart. 
We pray that we will bear all of our crosses because he has borne his cross for us. That in the end, we typically are like the disciples who see but don't hear, when really we should be like the blind man who understands that he's blind, but hears and joyfully confesses and cries out, Lord, have mercy on me, that we should be like him, knowing our, our blindness and praying that God would grant us sight to see those things that are true. For as Luther was set, had said, it was his last known written words, I believe, they found it in a small piece of paper in his coat right after he died. He, writ, he wrote on a piece of paper, we are beggars, this is true. But we beg, not just for pieces of bread, we beg not for just the temporal things, although God grants us those blessings too. But we beg and we are given his grace and his mercy. So now that through Christ, faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love and the love that Christ has shown to you. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.